0: whatever it is, just do one thing a day towards achieving that goal, whether it's applying for your LLC or researching, you know, different distribution channels, just get started. You're not going to, nothing's going to happen if you just sit there. And I I feel like a lot of times we get stuck in not knowing what to do next, but Mm -hmm. just Just literally do anything. Even if it's research, start something. Mm
1: Welcome to the moms who create podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Heil, and I am thrilled to share a podcast that celebrates the incredible moms who are pursuing their creative passions. Are you a mom who feels like you just can't balance your creative pursuits with the demands of motherhood each week? I'm bringing you interviews with accomplished and talented moms who have made their creative dreams a reality. I talk to writers, artists, musicians, and entrepreneurs who have successfully found a way to do what they love while raising the ones they love. Some of the writers I talk to are New York Times best-selling authors, while some are self-published first-time authors. I also share my own insights and resources to help you navigate the unique challenges of being a mom who creates. So whether you're an early bird or a night owl, a seasoned pro, or just starting out, I want you to know that you can pursue your creative passions and be an amazing mom at the same time. Grab a cup of coffee, a notebook, and get ready to join our community of like-minded moms who are on a mission to live intentionally and create with purpose. This is the Moms Who Create podcast, and I can't wait to share this journey with you. Hi everyone, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Moms Who Create podcast. Happy December. It is December 11th. It's almost Christmas. Like it's actually almost Christmas. I'm not even exaggerating this time. You know, in, in July, I was like, it's Halloween, but it actually is like two weeks of Christmas. Are you ready? Are you ready? I always said I was never going to do Elf on the Shelf. I I made a reel about it once. Today we bought the Elf on the Shelf. So Here we go with that. I guess never say never. Anyway, today I'm talking to Kathleen Davis. She's been on the show twice. She's absolutely fabulous. And I know you're going to enjoy her today talking about her new book, the importance of reading everything. So here's a bit about her. Kathleen's a retired teacher of 10 years. She's a wife. She's a mom of three. And of course, she's an author. She has her master's in elementary education from the University of Florida, And she spent her career searching for and reading good children's books to her students. She believes that books not only provide a fountain of information, but are also a way to enter a new world and completely change a perspective. 100% totally, completely agree. She talks about her new book today, Dean's Magical Mix-Up. It's a young middle grade chapter book. Again, Kathleen's amazing. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Kathleen, it's so good to have you back on the podcast. I've had you on here twice. This is the third time you're always putting out something new. I love watching your reels and like you're the content maker of like in the author world that I strive to be because I hate making reels. <laughs> I hate so making funny. content. Like it's and I, I don't do it. I'll be like, I went six days without putting anything on Instagram. Like then, oh my you know, god, the engagement's down and everything. And then I'll just put like three out in one day and then I won't do it again for a week. Anyway, uh-huh. love how you do everything and you have a new book out. So Thanks for being here. Thanks for talking again.
0: Thanks for having me. I am so excited to be here. And yeah, like the Instagram is—you know—we put a lot of stress on that as as a part of our like business plan. But in reality, I would say very minimal sales come from my Instagram. It's just kind of like I kind of see it as top of mind awareness um, for authors for parents, so that if they have that gift that they need to come and go and get, you know, it's there, but very few sales actually come from it. So it's okay. Take six days off. Don't worry about it.
1: (laughs) Okay. Before we talk about Dean's magical mix-up, for those who might not know you, which I feel like everyone does, introduce yourself to everybody.
0: So my name is Kathleen Davis. I used to be a teacher for 10 years. Um, I then became a mom and kind of just lost myself and started writing And uh, then my son started to have nighttime fears. I couldn't find a book that didn't reinforce his fears. And that is how I came up with my first book premise, which is Brave, which is all it's just a short, sweet nighttime read aloud about going to sleep and um, having your super sidekick, which is your sibling with you. And then at the end, um, it ends with the Bible verse from Isaiah. Do not fear for I'm with you. And um, that's my baby. This is the third one. And then I had my second one who um, she would find feathers and bring them up to me throughout the day and say, Mom, my guardian angel must have visited me. And this was kind of like mid-COVID. And I just thought, wow, wow, we all need this message. The whole world needs that to be reminded that we're not alone. Again, kind of the same premise with Brave. We're not alone. And that one's called Feathers from Above. Those are my two picture books. Now um, my kids are getting bigger and my son is in third grade and he just really hates school and uh, we struggle with it all the time. And I thought, well, geez, I, this is the next story. I was, went for a run one day and the story just kind of hit me. And this is all about a little boy named Dean. It's called Dean's Magical Mixup and who really doesn't like going to school, argues with his mom every day about having to go and um, has a really rough day one day at school, ends up making a really poor choice and um, steals the principal's pin. And he goes to sleep that night wishing he was an adult after, you know, just one event after another, goes to sleep wishing he was an adult and he wakes up the next day and he is the principal of the school. And then it's all about him going through his day as the principal and having to really understand what it means to be an adult and how difficult it really is.
1: So I showed my daughter this book last night. Love the illustrations. Love it all. We haven't read it yet, but I was telling her like what it's about. And I was you know, he becomes the principal and and she just was like, whoa. And you could see her like thinking what would happen if she was the principal of her school. She was like, I would have a key to all the rooms. I could go yeah. anywhere in the school. And it was so cute just to like see her thought process yeah. it of it.
0: Really, it, was- it really is a great book for conversation like that. And with my teacher background, I um I, I would often have parents who were like, you know how do i how do i help my kids with comprehension how do i help them become better readers and the number one way you can help your child become a better reader is reading aloud to them and that means all the way up to like 5th grade that is the number one way you can help your child be a better reader so books like this i kind of created purposely to help you have those conversations with your children. If you go to the back of it, it not only has a glossary, but it has questions to reflect on that go in order of the chapters that, you know, you can finish the chapter Mm. and be like, um, you know, what would you do if you were the principal? What sort of things would you do? What sort of problems do you think they're going to have? you know, there's, I I really set it up for parents to be able to have those engaging conversations. So even if you only want to read one or two pages, the questions are back there and you can discuss them. Um, I also wrote it. It's a very clean book. So I was so tired of my now third grader coming home with the books that are very, very popular. Um, You know, Diary of a Wimpy Kid Dogman Dog Man and Cat Boy, which are perfectly perfect for so many kids. But we don't use words like stupid and suck and loser. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I don't want my kids to use those words. And again, if your kids are into those, that's fine. It's not to say your kids are going to use them. I just mm-hmm. didn't want my kids reading them. So I also wrote this because my other two were faith-based. And I didn't want this one to necessarily be faith-based because I wanted it to be able to get into elementary schools. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wrote it you know, very clean. There is none of that like language that you wouldn't necessarily want your kindergartner or a first grader or a second grader to be exposed to. So it was written very purposeful to be inclusive of really like five years old,
1: all the way up to like 10 year olds. So if you haven't heard the mom secret journal is here. I am so excited to share this with you all. I've created this journal for you to fill with your project ideas, whether you're a writer, artist, entrepreneur, musician, or just a creative of any kind. If you're listening to this podcast, I guarantee that this journal is for you. With over 100 blank pages to plan your dreams, here's a space for your creativity to take flight. Go to momswhocreate.com journal for more information available now on Amazon. So this is your first non-children's picture book. This is more like a young middle grade chapter book. So how was that transition as an author going from picture books to a a chapter book with lots lots of words? You really had to elaborate on these stories and make it for older kids. So tell me how that transition was for you.
0: Well... It was really fun. I really liked. So I, I actually have an, a fourth book that's I wrote prior to this, Ooh. but my illustrator wasn't ready. So, um, and I mean those those picture books, you slave over every single word. My fourth book is another rhyming book, especially poetry. I'm like, why do I write rhyming books? This is so much more difficult. <laughs> um, so when I started to write this, it was like freeing because I could just write whatever I want. You know, I could just write, 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 and it was beautiful. I loved it. However, I will say the editing process was one of the most terrible things. Mm-hmm. I hated it so much. I got mm-hmm. it. You know, I edited it and, and you know, it took so much time to personally edit it a few times. Mm-hmm. I additionally paid an editor who did, I think, three rounds of edits after she completed her three rounds of edits. And then mm-hmm. I had to go back and edit it. I think I was editing it until I pretty much hit print. I just was Ooh. kept. I just kept reading it and revising it. And it wasn't so much like, of course, I don't want like a dumb comma in there and like Mm -hmm. semicolon where there should be like a dash or something, but really it was those repetitions. And last night I I read it and was kicking myself because I read the word warmly. And then I was in the next paragraph and I was like, wait a second, did I just do that again? Sure enough, it was like warmly, warmly. And those are the sort of things where you can read it a million Mm -hmm. times, but um, you just don't catch it, but it was a challenge, but it was also the writing was wonderful, the editing was rough.
1: <laughs> I bet. Real it's rough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I have some favorite authors that will use the same kind of cat, like not a catchphrase, the same kind of phrase or word, and you can tell it's like their favorite word, and it pops up all the time through their books. And I'm like, I wonder if they know they're doing that, but at the same time, it's like I kind of like it because that's just their style that's how they talk so and I mean it's mm-hmm. you know huge authors that do that too. So like yeah. don't beat yourself it, up on saying warmly so twice.
0: <laughs> it's so hard to edit too because you you want it to be you know I wanted it to be in the language of a child and mm-hmm. I wanted there's a lot of like inner dialogue but you also want it to be grammatically correct because these these are right, children yes. reading it and you don't want the children to be reading again just like using words you don't want them to use you also they're mm-hmm. learning through what they're reading. Right. So you don't want them to necessarily be learning how to write sentence fragments, which I had a lot of sentence fragments because dialogue of a third grade boy. That's um, a tough so line a of-, of thought. Yeah. Like, how do I do this and make it still sound like it's coming from his head and his thoughts and have a complete sentence? So it was tricky. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, I mean, congratulations on getting out. It's, Thank you. It's, it's, it, I love everything about it. The illustrations are so fitting for it. Like I haven't read it yet, but just the how it flows, it's. I didn't even notice in the back until you mentioned it that, that you do have the glossary for some words and like, you know, King Cobra, like things that kids won't necessarily just know by reading it. And then also the comprehension. I love that. My daughter is such a good reader, Like not to toot my own horn, you know, but she mm-hmm. is, she's an excellent right. reader. She really is. And she's advanced. And so her teacher told us like, make sure you really work on that comprehension then, you know, right. she, can, she can fly through a book then ask her tons of questions about it, you know, work on that comprehension. So this is absolutely perfect for that. And I'm so glad you added that.
0: Thank you. And I really tried to put a lot of like symbolism into it that like parents could catch, but maybe your child doesn't catch. For instance, Mm -hmm. um, I said, he, I mentioned he steals the pin throughout the whole story. Every time he makes a decision as a principal, the pin picks him prior and you know there's like that whole discussion like is it a punishment why is pricking him the pin also um starts to become heavier and then when he finally ends the book and he tells the principal the truth one of i think one of the final sentences is that you know it was as light as a feather you know like why is that happening Mm. um the day that he has a really really terrible day there happens to be a thunderstorm outside and you know i say like the storm inside there are opportunities to have Mm. discussions of Symbolism and the things that are happening beyond the words. However, you know a first or second grader could read it and just read the words and totally get it. But you mm-hmm. could definitely, definitely dig deeper. And and yeah, the illustrations are just amazing. His name is um, David Rivera. He's from Argentina, and he nailed it. I really, as an elementary school teacher, I didn't really want to read books to my kids that didn't have pictures in it because mm-hmm. you know, to if, when you lose their attention after a few pages, it's nice to show them a picture and they're like, yeah. "I got it." Um, also, as a kid, you love the pictures. It also yeah. it's like it's a free page. You just got a free page in there. Mm-hmm. I love Mercy Watson by Kate DiCamillo, and my kids love it. Even my third grader um, still loves them. And they're they're chapter books that have full color illustrations in them. And so I really wanted that piece of fun still in there because they're kids you know they they mm-hmm. want to read those big fat books and stuff but at the end of the day they're kids they want easy reads mm-hmm. that make them feel good and are comfortable also mm-hmm. um, the illustrations are beautiful he did a really really great job I, and i and i agree with you. i think they're very fitting for like the age group because they're like comic-y but cartoony but also realistic mm-hmm. uh, i don't even know how to describe it they're great so i have two pieces two parts picked out if i could read a little bit oh i'd love that yes okay So this is from chapter six. This is after he has been turned into the principal and he is just kind of realizing it. Um, It says Dean forced his eyelids open, moving as if he were in slow motion. He didn't want to see the face staring back at him. As both eyes widened, he began to realize that none of his wishing had worked. He was Principal Daniels. Dean breathed a deep and heavy sigh of sadness. What now, he thought. He walked out of his stall, unsure of what to do next. Suddenly, the door to the bathroom swung open and a kindergarten student walked in. Hello, Principal Daniels, he squeaked as he walked past Dean. This greeting made Dean stop abruptly. The child was talking to him. Hello, Dean replied, but it came out too high-pitched. He cleared his throat and tried again. Hello, but this time he used his best deep voice impersonation. His voice boomed. The kindergartner smiled, not at all aware that it was really Dean on the inside, and walked into a stall. Dean was amazed. It was as if the little guy didn't even care, he thought. And that's when it hit him. He was Principal Daniels, at least to everyone else, he was not just a wrinkly old guy with a plump belly, but he was an adult free to do whatever he wanted. He could tell every single child and grown up what to do and they would have to listen to him. So that is when he is starting to realize mm. that he has the freedoms of an adult um, a little bit. You know, because our kids think that being yeah. an adult is just delightful and don't actually <laughs> understand everything that we have to do and that they're in like the best years of their life. Aww. It really teaches, I think at the end of the day, this book really teaches a great lesson about, you know, being grateful for every experience that you're mm-hmm. going through because yeah. things can be hard for everybody. Right. Okay. But um, the other excerpt I have is at the very end of the book um, when he is kind of apologizing to his mother for being a little snot. Basically. <laughs> and here it is. It's okay, buddy, his mom said as she leaned down and kissed the top of his head. I know you were mad last night, and I understand that bad days can lead to lots of anger and frustration, but you can't take it out on me or anyone. Sometimes we just have bad days. The good news is when you wake up, that day is over. You get the chance to start again with every new day. And yes, I forgive you. I will always forgive you. She grabbed his round face with both of his hands. Now, what was all that screaming about? She asked, and then you know goes on to the, what, what he was actually screaming about. Um, but there's just so many little sweet lessons in here about, like I said, gratitude and responsibility and hard work and really just things we want our children to have more of. Um, so I think that I think that parents will love it. I think most importantly, kids will love it. And I'm hoping to be able to continue to write it. Then this will hopefully just be book one and it will continue with um, the many adventures that Dean gets to go on.
1: Before we close, give some little bits of inspiration to the moms listening. I'm sure people want to go buy this book. So tell everybody where they can go buy Dean's magical mix up.
0: Okay. So, um, to best support authors or really any small businesses, the best best way to purchase is direct through their website. My website is KathleenDavisBooks.com um, because you know all those big companies like Amazon they take a lot of money. Um, however, it is also available on Amazon. But if you purchase through my website KathleenDavisBooks.com, I send it totally signed. I can personalize it. Um, it comes, it just comes much prettier and nicer and better. However, again, it is available on Amazon. If you live in the Nashville or Franklin area, it is sold locally here. Uh, but yeah, that is how you can get it.
1: Yay. Awesome. As well as your other books too. You can get your other two yes. children's picture books on there as you well. You can
0: get Brave and Feathers from Above and Dean's Magical Mixup all
1: on love. our website and all love. on Amazon. And to the listeners, go buy them. I have all three now and I love them. Thank Thank I love you. them. Okay. I never like to end an episode without giving some sort of like advice, inspiration, something to moms listening, whether it's just in motherhood or as maybe a mom that wants to become an author or start some sort of like, you know, writing journey. So what's like a piece of advice or something that you would tell to a mom along her journey, whether it's creative or not?
0: Yeah, I would say for moms, a piece of advice I would give is, take it one day at a time. And sometimes even take it one minute at a time. Mm -hmm. And that goes for like, when you mess up too, when you mess up, it's okay. When like, I know sometimes I'll be in my mess up point with my kids and I'm like losing my temper. And I'm thinking to myself as I'm losing my temper, get calm, get calm, get calm. But I'm still losing my temper, but I do Once I'm calm in several minutes, Mm. I do apologize. I do try to backtrack it. I do try to not just continue down that path. I know I am the number one model for my child and they are watching what I do, not necessarily what I say. Um, So the way I act and that, and that includes when I mess up, telling them I'm sorry and I messed up and I shouldn't have behaved that way. I expect my children to do that when they mess up with me or other people. And so I really try to just take it one step at a time and, and when I mess up, be apologetic and not beat myself up about it. You know, we all have that mom guilt and we go to bed and we're like, man, what? I, I shouldn't have done this. I shouldn't have done that. We'll fix it. Even if it's the next day, it's yeah. all right. It's okay, fix it. Oh, um, it's so hard, it is such yeah. hard to be a parent and it's hard, it's hard to be a kid, it's just hard to be. Every <laughs> phase of life is just, it's difficult. And uh, the most we can, the least we can do is just try to recognize When I was a teacher, you know, it was the same. They would say, like, you need 10 positives for every negative you give to the children. And so just try to recognize that with their little people, we're doing our best, though. Don't beat yourself up and treat them the way you want them to treat you. And, you know, Mm -hmm. that's it. Mm -hmm. As aspiring entrepreneurs or authors, um, I would give the exact same advice. Just take it one day at a time. Yeah. but I would, I would kind of switch it a little and say, set goals. If you look at my desk right here, it is literally covered in sticky notes. I'm old school and they just have my like little to-do list that I constantly am writing down and take it one day at a time, but start, get started. If there is something, whether it's starting a small business or writing a book, whatever it is, just do one thing a day towards achieving that goal, whether it's applying for your LLC or researching, you know, different distribution channels, just get started. You're not going to, nothing's going to happen if you just sit there. And I, I feel like a lot of times we get stuck in not knowing what to do next, but mm-hmm. just do something. just literally do
1: anything. Even if it's research, start something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Starting can be the hardest part. Cause if you look at it as one whole picture, it's like, Oh, that's, that's too much. And that's you don't hard. start, you don't start, mm-hmm. you have to just take it a step at a time. A
0: minute exact, at a time. Right. You're exactly. If you, sometimes when I think about like what I need to accomplish by the end of the month, my brain is like, ah, no, stop, shut down. I can't do it. Right. Which is why I write a ton of like to-do lists. Like, all right, I'm gonna get this list done and then I'm gonna get this list done and then I'm gonna get this list done. And then I'm done with the first list. And I'm like, that was what was I freaking out about? Like that was nothing.
1: That took <laughs> that me a day. That thing that you put off for literally months, and it takes yes. you 20 minutes, and you're like, why? why Isn't silly? A hundred percent.
0: Yesterday I had to do. Um, oh, I was doing my Amazon page, and I was just dreading it. I was adding A plus content to my page, which is where when you go to Amazon, you can see like actual pictures of the book. You can um, have more information about it. And a lot of authors don't even know that you can put that up there. It's on your author page, not Mm. your KDP page. Mm. Anyways, I was just dreading doing it and putting it off, putting it off. I did it yesterday and I was like, huh, I'm actually kind of enjoying this. And it took like an hour. So (laughs) just do it. Just do whatever it is that you need to do. Just start it.
1: Amen. Amen. (laughs) That just came out like I was in church. (laughs) Yep. Kathleen, it's always so awesome following or following you. It is awesome following you, but it's always really nice talking to you. You are very inspirational Thank and I just you. love staying what you create. It's it's the best. You already told us where people can find your books. Yep. Now, where can they find you online to like follow you on Instagram, Facebook? Yes. Instagram.
0: Uh, so you can find me online completely and totally embarrassing myself. Sometimes I put things out and I'm like, oh gosh, this is like cringe worthy, but <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I love hit, it. I hit share anyways. Um, on Kathleen Davis books. And I know a lot of authors are strictly author, author, author stuff. Um, you know, book stuff. I, my life is 80% mom life. So you'll find a lot of mom stuff and then you'll also have my book stuff on there. Um, but it's Kathleen Davis books on Instagram and on Facebook. Uh, it's brave, the book.kd. It's super weird. Brave, the book. KD is my um, Facebook page, but, um, Kathleen Davis books on Instagram is the, usually the easiest way to find me and follow me and cool. see my crazy
1: life. Love it. love it. Look in the show notes. I'll have links to everything, books, her website, and Instagram and Facebook, all the things. Would you leave me a review? Wherever you listen, Apple podcasts, Spotify, Facebook, Facebook. I would appreciate it. If you could end the year or start the year by leaving a review of the podcast, whether it's just stars or some words and tell me if, if this is beneficial to you, if you like the stories, if you find it encouraging, if you've found new authors, I really would appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening. I will be back next week, giving you a little dose of happiness and creativity.